Would you say that as a person you're strongly or weakly typed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good this is a good intro I for think, the episode. I think Are we oh, rolling? Sorry. Yeah, hold it. Wait, wait, no, I think let's just let it roll. Oh, We're yeah. in the episode. You record now. it? Reco- I have yeah, let's yeah. do it. So we we at the podcast, at the Rabbit Hole Podcast. <laughs> they just asked me if I was a strongly typed or weakly typed language. <laughs> no, was? no, if you're strongly or weakly typed person. Oh, as a person. <laughs> yeah, like you know, as in situations. I think I could be like loosely typed i don't know it's just like if you know if i could walk like a duck and talk like a duck, <laughs> maybe a duck I don't know. <laughs> looks like a duck yeah i think i could mesh with whatever group is thrown at me i think it's this fun. duck is also like, wearing this uh <laughs> this yankees hat that has a dominican flag on it hey, I'm, just letting, I'm just letting everyone know the types that they can communicate with me oh, that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that i have to conform to okay. them but There's hey <laughs> doubles an integer that's me don't worry about it i can deal with numbers okay <laughs> right well, do you have? Are you strongly typed person, a weakly typed person? How do you feel? I, do people I'm, have to approach you a certain way when you respond? I am, do you I'm type non-binary. Okay. I'm type fluid. Okay. I don't think uh, you know typing is a spectrum. I see. Right. Okay. It there depends you go. Yeah. on the day. Depends on my mood. Sometimes I will. I will typecast for you. Sometimes you I won't. Uh, yeah. I mean, like if someone <laughs> yells at me, that just sounds fickle. <laughs> Dave, yourself. <laughs> do you have did you have one as you were asking dude I'm you, just so strong <laughs> mega strong bro just mega yeah, strong I'm just very strict yeah there you go I'm so OCD there you go someone comes at you the wrong way you're just like no Yo, try again. Did you? Yo, this this milk is supposed to be on this shelf not that shelf <laughs> this is breaking the interface there you go <laughs> Like my beans on the rice, not on the side. And you just oh flip my the, god! Flip yeah. the table. <laughs> flip the table. Compiler error. Get out of here. <laughs> it's over. There you go. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive <laughs> Developers Podcast in Fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And we're talking about strongly typed and loosely typed languages. Earlier in life, me and William came you know, to the office and we dive down the rabbit hole to talk about strongly typed and loosely typed languages. We were so sure we had radio gold. And then I went back to the <laughs> office and I told Dave about it. And he was like, wait, you said that Python's a, a loosely typed language. It's a strongly typed language. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? And I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you're wrong. And I'm like, and then I looked it up online and I'm like, I think I'm wrong too. <laughs> I think we're all wrong. I think, oh, we're all right. We're all we're right, all guys. Right. Maybe oh, yeah. I don't right. know. So let's talk about that. So I think we discussed when we were discussing the strongly typed versus loosely typed. I think it's safe to say that Java is a strongly typed language. Maybe we need to define what it is. Yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's do a definition. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm looking at something right now. It says, you know, strong or weak type is like very subjective and like William was saying there's a, there's a spectrum so there's like different capabilities that people think about as being stronger or weaker so like static type checking like you gotta write the types before you compile the code that's java, java. yeah for sure that's I mean, strong i think we mentioned i mentioned before in life and then i know we also got into the explicit and implicit type checking java 11 allows you to write var 
and then whatever you want to name it Ooh. and you equal to whatever you want it to be. So like, let's say if you do var name equals quote Michael, unquote, it would imply that that's a string because it looks at whatever the type is on the right for Java 11. When you right. Java, Java 8, you would have to write string name equals Michael in that sense. So that was another thing we may have overlooked, the implicit versus explicit type. Right. But even then in Java 11, I think you have to define the bounds of the method. Like, So you have to define your inputs and your outputs so that that way it can like, you know, be a bad cop if you're like not doing it right. Right. So like, even if you use vars in a method, your method definition has to return the right type right. Or, or the type that you want it to be as you go forward with the rest of your application. And it'll it'll flip a table over if you get it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like if you, you know, you do have a different method that's returning a string name and then you multiply, it'll tell you that the multiplication is just not going to happen because it's a string. What are you doing? Stop that. So there was that. But then like, so Python is strongly typed, but dynamic as well is yeah. the idea. Yeah. Like if you try to add the number two and the word hello together, then... It's going to be like, error. can't do that type error is the way that those operations are defined is that it does a type check. But that would not happen until you did it in runtime. Yeah, runtime. Exactly. Right. So that's like a huge. So one is compilation time and then one is runtime. That's exactly. a different way of checking for types. Yeah, dynamic type checking, right? And when you're actually writing your own types with Python, if you want to have that kind of type safety, you just got to write an if statement. Like you have to be like, if it's if it's the right type, mm-hmm. then do the thing. And ah. if it isn't the right type, then you know either return not implemented or raise an error or do whatever. Okay, you can also introduce type checking in Python, though. I think we also had a discussion about that. We can do type hinting. Hinting. All right. The yeah, hints. yeah. Right here. <laughs> Annotation. Little note. So how does the, how does that work? That just makes it more strongly typed or checked. It checks the types earlier than Python would normally check them by giving you hints when you're trying to do the wrong things with types. Yeah, I, actually, I don't know at what point in program execution it actually runs to see if any of your type hints show that something shouldn't compile. I mean, the main thing that's nice about type hinting in Python to me is that it allows you to use your editor more effectively. Like the same way that in a strongly typed language like Java, you're able to hop around quickly based off of knowing the type you give the editor that same functionality, but for Python. Yeah. And also like finding instances where you're referencing a certain thing, you know, that's, that's easier refactoring tools telling, like you can, you can look at the things that you're passing around and be like, Oh God, I'm just passing around a dictionary or like a, a <laughs> bunch of hashes everywhere. Like this is embarrassing. Like maybe I should have a value object or something like that. Like it makes you think about the things that you're doing a little bit more. You can kind of like, ignore the broken windows if they're not like they don't have light shine on them but yeah a lot of a lot of dynamic languages are kind of going in that direction where now you have some kind of like nice little type hinting or annotation you can bolt onto it like ruby has that now too uh, with sorbet oh i think they're working on building something more 
into the core of Ruby with a future release. But you know, Python has MyPy, JavaScript has Flow, or TypeScript. I guess is a different thing. But yeah, like, <laughs> I actually want to go into so TypeScript all is a framework you would call it, or it just makes your JavaScript more type-like. Is that the idea? Yeah, I guess it's like, I don't know how you describe it. I guess it's a, its own language. Like it just compiles down yeah. to JavaScript. It's like right, like Elm or something like that, like Clojure, but it just looks like JavaScript. Yeah, and you mentioned, I, I believe William did mention in the episode in our conversation before, that you could just throw any's everywhere and that'll be fine kind of you can yeah well, you can, i think you can sort of sabotage your own efforts to use types effectively in your typescript by using the any type which allows you to you know use whatever type <laughs> happens to be returned just like that bam using any just everywhere. kind of defeats the purpose right you should feel a deep shame whenever you use any so, <laughs> so unless you're like working with a third party library where you don't have control of what they're mm. t- what type they're returning, maybe still a deep shame. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be more strongly typed TypeScript in in our definition because it will give you errors on compilation, or would that give you errors on runtime? So TypeScript will throw errors at compilation time. I mean, really, transpilation time because it's transpiling into JavaScript. Got right, it. yeah. Which is, yeah, that's an interesting thing because like with other tools, like we were talking about, like MyPy and Sorbet, like those can live in your code and you can run the code and it'll be fine. Like it's perfectly valid code. It's just that if you run the type linter then the linter will be like you did a bad thing and then javascript is just not loosely typed all around (laughs) it's very very i mean what are your thoughts because you have to kind of use types i think if we're if you want an example of a loosely typed language javascript seems like maybe the loosest of the popular (laughs) programming languages no no not like in a not in a mean way it just has some quirks. It's, yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's not picky. <laughs> <laughs> you get not a numbers and undefined is not a function, but your code will compile just fine. Yeah. <laughs> just wait till it hits that method. I, I, I love that like tweet that you found where, what was it? Like the creator, Ike, yeah, yeah, the, the creator of JavaScript just like, it's untyped. And I was like, wait, <laughs> it blew my mind. Language? <laughs> what is an untyped language? That's a very strong stance. <laughs> <laughs> it has no types. None of them. I was untyped. really surprised to see how little consensus there is in industry about what all these terms mean. Like how easy it is to find really contradictory definitions. Bro, we came here like, I thought I knew what, yo, what, what was up. I was very wrong. One hundo P. We were like, yo, Java, <laughs> strong, Python, dynamic, weak sauce. And we're like, no. I, th- I think I think dynamic it like people dynamic, have like seems agreement like. on, but then we talk start talking about strength and it's like well like, <laughs> I don't know. It's all relative, like when you think about it. <laughs> Everybody it could wanted, be stronger, yeah. you know. That could be a, a beefier snake <laughs> <laughs> with little arms. Could be more right. of an anaconda. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. No <laughs> arms can't be that strong. Would you say that Ruby is 
a weakerly typed language than Python. I mean, we were discussing like doing arithmetic on string, and you can kind of get away with some of that in Ruby. Like you, you do hello times three, and then yeah. you get the string hello three times. Python does that too, though. But if you if you do hello plus three, then so Ruby's if- like not. Nah. <laughs> and so is python right Python's yeah like, they, no. right they have pretty similar behaviors so oh, if python and ruby were to get into like an arm wrestling match <laughs> <laughs> who would be stronger i think they're pretty pretty evenly matched. matched yeah i mean they're both compiled down to c right or uh they're both yeah. based on a c core which from what i was reading hurriedly before this podcast is like pretty weakly typed in some ways where you can like just do math on memory addresses and end up in all kinds of funky states Whoa. yeah you just like, have no idea it's like i didn't even think about that being a thing because like java don't <laughs> let you do that like that's like this is my pointer you can't touch it and you know python and ruby like also are like we're gonna take that away from you <laughs> wait so I mean, you may have to execute this really quick, Dave. What would JavaScript do if you did hello times three? Would you Ooh, get like, would you get like hello at the end? I think, <laughs> it's going to yeah. be so wild. <laughs> what do you think, William? Go ahead, real quick. I think N- question. NAN maybe? Yes, it's, it's NAN. It's just, nice. You just get NAN. Yeah, no, JavaScript is weird. It's like... But I you mean, totally, technically true. Yeah, it's not a number, but like JavaScript will let you have that in your code. And then you're like, wait, why Why am I getting this NAN? And then you I, have to look through it. But plus three is hello three. Yeah. Oh, oh string yeah. concatenation. Yeah. All right. What is three plus hello? Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go. It's going down. It's three hello. Huh. Three hello. Yeah. What is three times hello? NAN. NAN. Yeah, it's just NAN. Oh, man. JavaScript, what is wrong with you? Get, you're truly untyped, aren't you? Those, those <laughs> ones aren't even that bad, though. Like, if you watch the Watt video, he's got some pretty surprising ones. Oh, yeah, that one's great. Who is the person? We should put it on the show notes. God, for sure. what a great video. That's a great video. Like, just to show people how ridiculous JavaScript can be, mm. it's a pretty good video. Apparently, they can't fix it because it's got to be backwards compatible. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Gary Bernhardt's talk, Watt. Yeah, I remember uh, front of the show, Kevin Thomas put me onto this video, and it's quite the laugh. Mm, Yeah, really hysterical. Yeah, because like JavaScript does all kinds of helpful things for you, like just automatically coerce types into different things. Right. It doesn't uh, doesn't always do it quite as you would (laughs) expect it to. Yeah, but that's 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 why we have the triple equal sign because it's just like you know. That Never mind about all that. Yeah. Double equals. <laughs> just make it longer. Just tons of equals. <laughs> Four equals, please. There you go. Yeah, I mean, the term strongly and loosely typed is much bigger than we thought when we first had this conversation. And dynamic. So, so did we figure out what static typing is and how that is different? I guess that's just static versus dynamic. Yeah, static is like, like before. Whether or not it's compiled. Yeah, exactly. Right, so we could say Java is a static language, strong type yeah. language. Yeah. Static meaning like you have all the code on the page and it's not moving. It's just sitting there. <laughs> right. And someone just looks at it. Yeah. That's, I, it. that's you described Java perfectly right there. <laughs> Doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Ruby is a strong, dynamic type language, right? Uh, you, yeah. It does I mean, it sounds like what we're what we've landed on is that strength and weakness in programming languages is a spectrum, and Ruby is stronger than average, right? But not as strong as, say, Java, Java Scala, yeah, because they don't have explicit types, right? And then. Type TypeScript that can also be a strong type, but not as strong as Java because you use the word transpiler, oh. not compiler. Is, so would that count as a as a statically typed language? Because it is technically compiled. Well, sort of. It's transpiled. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not as strong as Java, but it's still stronger than Ruby, right? Because like it, it, it will yell at you if you got something wrong, but yeah. once it tr- transpiles to do that. So it'll transpile into JavaScript and you'll get transpilation errors, which makes it seem strongly typed. But then it's going to run as JavaScript and that's dynamic and it could have runtime errors <laughs> at oh, that point. TypeScript sounds hard. Have you guys ever used Flow before? Uh, yeah, I use it a little bit. Uh, I don't. Flow was so hard to use and the errors weren't that great. That was another thing we spoke about was how some strong or static type languages actually help you with with those errors, those type errors that would allow you to fix the code or ensure that things are running correctly. And because you have these strongly typed languages, you're less likely to write tests to test those types because you know exactly what you're expecting in a given type. But mm-hmm. flow is just like hard and the errors don't really help me at least unless they fixed it. I don't know. I haven't used it since like 2016. I'm not sure. Flow yeah, I haven't, I haven't used it in a while too. Like TypeScript definitely seems like it's like more loved for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, flow, flow is something else. No, not a fan. <laughs> Flo is not a friend of the show. I'm just going to say that. Oh. Flo is not invited into the chamber that is what we have here. Just don't like Flo. Drawing down the gauntlet. Oh, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm being put my foot down on this one, guys. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Hot stuff. And then as we discussed, as we were going through all these languages, JavaScript is just something completely out there. Not strongly typed. And dynamic-ish. I think it's pretty solidly dynamic, right? Yeah. So it's a solid dynamic. Solidly dynamic. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it'd be hard to argue that JavaScript is static. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. You get a lot of those weird runtime errors. It's tough. Because it's what? It's the V8 engine that processes it. And that happens at runtime. Yeah. Whoa. Man. I'm so glad we had this episode. <laughs> we would look like fools if we released that last episode. Hopefully- I'm a little worried we're going to release this one and get uh, <laughs> just as pwned. <laughs> well, we'll find out. And hopefully we'll also release the uh, the one we had recorded before. Mm, you- please no. No, please no. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. I don't want to throw that one out. Do y'all think that we'll see more typed languages in the future? Or is that all going to go away and everything is going to be dynamic? I think that, oh, wait, you're talking about strongly typed versus weakly typed, or are you talking about dynamic versus static? I think that strong and weak typing are increasingly becoming options that you can have no matter what language you're in. Right. Right, like Java, just kind of. Using VARs. 
all Chilling. day. Yeah, all it's, day. <laughs> it's just weakening. It's not even really weak because it's not like in C where you could actually get a real null no pointer exception because you're doing an operation on a location in memory that contains a completely different data type than what you were expecting. Right. Whether we see more dynamic or more compiled languages, I think is a tougher tougher thing to predict. I mean, it seems like compiled languages will always be more performant than dynamic languages. That's just the reality. And like the the use of the compiler, right? Like if everything has already been compiled into machine code, then it doesn't have to do that at runtime. So you save that part. But having it static or dynamic, or rather having it strongly typed and loosely typed will be an option when you want You'll be it. able to sort of loosen it, you know. Yeah. You can tweak it. Yeah. <laughs> Just lay your hair down tight. every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or strengthen it, you know, get some... Tighten get, your belt. Do some, yeah. do some reps, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Gun show. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about how Dropbox is applying MyPy for doing type checking on their code base of Python code. And they didn't start with that, but now... They're fully invested in it because, you know, their code base has grown to the point where it's millions of lines of code, like just tens of millions of lines of code, and no one can understand what it is. And so they've kind of decided that this is a tool that is helpful for them to, like, better understand the code and verify that it's correct. Right. So so that you get the, you understand the types that are currently being used in parts of the code base. Right, exactly. Oh, so, man. you know, it's it's there for you if you need it. If you need so. it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I imagine we'll see more of those types of additions to programming languages in the future or that programming languages that get created in the future would have this feature readily available out of the box. Till then, we'll deal with the current strength and versatility of our language that we're currently using, whether it's Java, TypeScript, Ruby, Python, or JavaScript. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.